Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, at One Rental at a Time, we are so lucky. We have the man, myth, the legend, Lance Lambert from Fortune and a great Twitter follow at News Lambert. How you doing, buddy? Housing, housing, housing. Doing great. Yeah, like you said, housing, housing, housing. Always a lot going on. Although uh, nowadays I might be able to, I might be saying uh, real estate, real estate, real estate. Because uh, the story there, you know, is even a little more interesting. Well, is more interesting outside of core residential. No, I would, I would agree. I think there's a lot more pain, a lot of more unknowns. I think a lot of people, a lot of people in the real estate game today, only know the Great Recession, which was very residential oriented. Uh, I think what would transpire over the next two or three years will certainly impact residential. But the real pain, the real theater, the real liquidity drain is commercial real estate. Yeah. That's and, be and before we get into today's topic, I want to do a quick plug. Uh, sure. So we just did an interview this week with Ross Pro Jr., you know, uh, yeah. real estate mogul, uh, you know, and so we have his bearish thoughts on office space, but really just outside and just all a commercial uh, his thoughts here, especially when it comes to the fact that bank, uh, he's, he's seeing lending tighten up so fast. Uh, yeah, so it's I, funny. I, we, we can pivot and we can make this video all about that interview. Cause I think, I think there's something that I've said that, that it'll be interesting if Ross uh, Perot Jr. Reiterated this uh, Lance, I think there are billionaires and I jokingly refer to billionaire Barry, Barry Sternlicht, uh as an example of the billionaires who used to be billionaires. Because again, if you're in commercial real estate, you're very office, very hotel kind of oriented, and you are trying to restructure your debt at the wrong time with cap rates up, NOI down, liquidity drying up, you're in a bad spot. So you need to raise dry powder. And I think billionaire Barry, Barry Sternlich sold his 2000 homes, not because he's calling a peak in the market. It's because he needs cash. Uh, but what is, uh, what is Ross Perot Jr. Well, and, and, and so with Barry, yeah, with Starwood, I, I don't know if you saw my Twitter thread where I kind of went through three points. And the first point I had there was the fact that residential is holding up, right? It's firm, right? Yep. The prices are there. Uh, the second was the fact that they have all of these demands for capital with people trying to pull out of their funds, right? Correct. And the, the third point I had there is the fact that across the institutional landscape, there's been a sharp pullback in transactions for homes because cap rates are kind of in the gutter. Uh, the returns aren't great right now. Rent growth has slowed. Uh, and, and now you have, you know, like invitation homes in these places being net sellers. Yeah. I, I didn't talk to Starwood and I've emailed them. They haven't gotten back to me. And so I don't want to come out and say, hey, connect these dots at the three points. Uh, but I think you did did some of the connecting in yeah. terms of what it kind of feels like. And what it kind of feels like is it's yeah. like, okay, they need some capital residentials holding up. And let's you know. sell that. Yeah. yeah. So I, again, I, I, I am truly a pleasure at one rental at a time, not only to have you, you here on the channel, but I have lenders who are in that space. And I just completed an interview with one of them earlier today. And they're like, yeah, that if you're going to get a loan, like, you know, Starwood or any of those other billionaires, 
the best you can hope for today is a 50% LTV. Mm. And they probably got into this deal at 70 or 75. They probably had bridge debt or higher rates. They probably had a ridiculously slow cap rate. And everything's gone against them. So there are a lot of billionaires. And again, they're not billionaires today, at least on the balance sheet, who can't sell, right? They can't sell this thing because it's underwater. They would lose money. They would recognize a loss. So the only thing they could sell now is single family homes because it's the only thing that's kind of holding up. And uh, there's a, there are, this is going to be a really known phrase in, in commercial this year. It's going to be called survive to 25. So they have 18 more months of pain and they will do everything they can. They're watching their empires collapse. Barry has seen his mortgage company go bankrupt. He has stopped uh, payments or distributions. He has people coming for, you know, at getting their funds out. It is, and this is not about Barry. Barry is just one example of a lot of pain going on because uh, people, frankly, overpaid. And it's always about debt. When we talked earlier about this being commercial theater and not residential, we kind of learned our lesson in residential, right? Loans coming into this period are 98% are fixed. You've seen the stats, 82% or thereabouts are below five, you know, whatever they are, like cr crazy. People are, residential is rather safe. Commercial, not so much. The let the debt resets, bridge debt resets at the wrong time. And yeah, so, so what Prospero Jr. told Fortune is this isn't months, this is years. Yes. Uh yes. where he plays the the most in Texas isn't as affected as some of the other places he plays. New York's the one to watch, he said. Uh because now there's a flight to very um amenity heavy buildings and it's a very expensive pivot for the offices and it doesn't make a lot of sense the other option is to go to residential that doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of conversions no. uh so tight spot and yeah. and that's a you know that's the s word that's supply it's a glut of supply and it doesn't go away overnight um i you know i i think that i don't know what these guys are rooting for necessarily if like if if we put ourselves in their shoes mm -hmm. one side you have pal in the fed holding rates higher for longer causing a recession correct session's not great for them no that's not great no, that's not but great that's, again, that's that's a bad option can i have another option please <laughs> but if there's a speed to it and maybe you could finally pull some of these people back into the offices and get those that's true. Right now. So there's that Maybe. side of it. Uh, but then there's the other side of, okay, higher for longer, nothing breaks. So we're just in a higher rate environment. What if inflation or residential or something, you know, gets inflation moving? That puts them even in a worse spot, I think. Oh, uh, I agreed. I mean, again, survive to 25 could become survive to 28. Yeah. That well, scenario. Yeah. Yeah, and and some of these reports have uh, office buildings uh, not bottoming. One uh, that Columbia University in New York University joint paper has New York City office value troughing in 2029 down 40 percent. 29. 2029 and 49. And last year they had, and it might be 40. Actually, I might have misspoke. I think they had them troughing it down 44%, okay. which you know this, that number starts to become significant because these uh, these loans have a high amount of equity that has to be put down, right? So they have a big exactly. 
You know that. You tell people this all the time. I keep reminding people, yes. So 20, 15-20 isn't doom necessarily. No. Doesn't 20% bank. doesn't touch a bank. It doesn't touch a bank. For the guys like Barry, it's going to be painful. But the Actually, bank, yeah. yeah. But once you start to move into the 30s or the mm-hmm. 40s, that's hitting the banks. Um, no now, question. the recession side of it, maybe you get people to come back into the offices. Maybe that helps with occupancy. Uh, maybe you maybe that also helps to bring rates down, right? But it could also create bank distress. So it's yes. like there's so much going on right now. Um, yeah. and a lot of, you know, I'll be honest with readers, you know, some of this goes over my head and I'm trying to like figure a lot of it out and try to put these pieces together. Yeah. Uh, but this cycle is very different than the past ones. And Agreed. The variable here is work from home and how quickly it happened, how high occupancy rates rose. Um, and the other is how fast we went from a low rate environment to a, a higher rate environment. Um, yeah. Uh, again, like you, right. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, so, and I own commercial and have done that. So I see it. I see the pieces snapping together and I go back to Jackson hole, eight minute speech from Jerome Powell. It is my belief. And I've said this publicly so we can go find the receipts that I thought Jerome Powell was going after the billionaires. Mm. Right. Uh, we're going higher for longer, faster, you know, all of that stuff. And I don't, and some of the billionaires reacted. Barry clearly did. Barry stayed at the buffet too long and didn't restructure his debt. And now he's paying the price. I think there is a g- good chance that uh, Powell stays higher for longer, meaning no cuts for well over a year. And I think Barry and other billionaires are very clear. They want option three. They want something to break. So rates fall. That's the only thing that saves them, Lance. Higher for longer doesn't help. Recession doesn't help. They are, and again, and you said this earlier, I want people to hear this. People think commercial crashing is going to kill the banks. It will hurt some banks. It will hurt some banks that are oriented or over rotated to San Francisco commercial. You're going to be in trouble, but this won't be systemic because commercial financing, generally speaking, has 35% equity. So Barry and his billionaire buddies get wrecked. The banks, not so much. If you're an LP and something, you're going to get wrecked. The bank, not so much. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. And uh, if it does kind of start to move over there. Uh, Although, you know, Powell did say this week that uh, there would be losses for the banks. But then he also didn't like seem too worried about it either. Uh, And it's worth remembering. reminding people that, you know, they did choose to do the fastest rate hiking cycle in 40 years. No question. They did choose to do another 50 basis points of hikes after the bank failures. Correct. And they knew that the bank failures would tighten lending and was essentially a hike of its own. And we've now seen for residential, it looks like the increase in the spread is essentially one rate hike just on residential. Yeah, I love that you track that. Great job. Uh, and so, yeah, and so he he kept going despite all of that. Uh, so I don't know if that uh, is confidence in the banks and confidence in the financial system, or if it's also like, hey, we kind of need some some pain here to kind of get get through this. Yeah, I mean, it's been my long held belief uh, that uh, Jerome Powell wants to clean up his reputation. I think if you looked at his reputation six months ago, he would be known as the transitory guy. Nobody wants to wear that. Uh, I think he is now out to get the what's called the Fed put. 
Again, I think Jackson Hole was a shot at the billionaires. Like, I'm coming for you. Stop stop expecting the Fed to bail out your dumb decisions. And uh, now we're seeing it. I think there will be, again, I, people don't realize this. There will be billionaires that are no longer billionaires. I did some math with a, a well-known uh, commercial real estate broker, and it took a, a single chain, a cap rate change from three and a half to four and a half, which is not crazy, and an NOI drop of 12%. And you can go from a net worth of $1 billion to a negative net worth of $1 billion. Wow. Just like that. And, you know, Ross Perot, when he, Jr., when he was talking to us, uh, he told Fortune that, you know, this is not the environment they've been in for 40 years. They've been in the opposite environment, him and his dad, he said, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Where can people find this amazing article? Because I will certainly be reading it. Uh, Google Ross Pro Jr. Fortune.com, and it should be the first thing that pops up. And then when you find it, at the very top of the piece, we have a 50-year-old article about this rising businessman in Texas. Uh, oh, cool. Ross Perot. Uh, uh, so it's a, a young Ross Perot featured in fortune. So it, it's worth a read too. Wow. 50, uh, that'd be fun to go back in the looking glass and see what was said 50 years ago. Lance, I appreciate you. What is your Twitter handle? Cause you are doing daily stuff that people need to watch. Yeah. People can find me at news Lambert and Lance Lambert fortune. If you Google, you can find my articles. There you go. Thank you, buddy.